Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Empowered Parent. My name is Raquel Brown, and I am a wife, a mother, an educator, and most importantly, a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. This podcast is designed to empower and equip parents with the tools, resources, and strategies you need to increase your influence and impact in the lives of your children and the children in your circle of influence. I hope you leave feeling inspired, refreshed, and renewed. So today I want us to think about this whole idea of helping our children learn how to feed their spirit and starve their flesh. So as Christians, we know that the flesh part of us in the Bible, Paul teaches about how important it is for us to crucify our flesh every single day. So this concept of crucifying your flesh is this daily process that we go through of saying no to our desires and anything that kind of conflicts with God's desire for us and opening up our spirit to allow Holy Spirit, that space that that the spirit needs to engage us in this process of transforming into the image and likeness of Jesus Christ. And sometimes in the church or in my church, you would describe that process of starving your flesh or feeding your spirit. And it's a daily battle, but we are so grateful to God that he has committed to being a part of that journey with us for our entire lives here on earth. So as Christian parents, we need to be very aware of how much of our child's diet is um, impacted or consists of what we would think of our flesh feeding things or things that are not going to be healthy to growing our spirit and thus connecting us to the Father and connecting us to Jesus Christ. Now, this whole concept of um, starving your flesh and feeding your spirit reminds me of a study that I read about that happened in um, 2015, where 139 babies were were gathered, and none of these kids had ever had solid food ever in their lives. They were all about six months old, and the parents um, of these children, so the kids are divided into two groups, and the parents are told, um, for one group of parents, they're told that they need to introduce their child to five different vegetables, one every single day, and repeat that cycle um, for about 15 days. So this group of group A of babies is getting a steady um, diet of new vegetables every day, and the parents are going through this for 15 days. The second group of babies um, was given no advice, and they were just um, given solid food, and the parents were just asked to note when they started giving solid food. Now, after about 15 days of this cycle, both groups of children, of babies, were given a puree of a vegetable they had never had before. And it was not a part of the diet program, um, but what they found is that the children who had undergone this process of getting a new vegetable every day were more likely to eat this new vegetable that was introduced um, after these cycles of, of introducing new foods was over. Now, this provides two pretty awesome lessons, I think. Um, it, it talks about or, or makes us realize that in the natural, there is this like flavor window um, that if we introduce kids to new foods during this flavor window, 
it's more likely that they're going to eat a variety of foods. It's interesting to note, though, because it, it, it always goes, eh, that so it is in the natural, it is in the spiritual. But there's a Christian researcher, his name is George Barna, and he's done extensive research on the church, the impact of the world on the church, on parenting. His research, rather, revealed that a person's moral and spiritual foundations are actually set by 12 years old. So by the age of 12, what we're going to believe, um, if we're going to believe, those things are pretty much set. So in essence, it's like those babies, that parents who have that window to give them that food. Um, we have a spiritual flavor window. And in essence, according to Barna's research, that's from birth to about 12 years old, right? And whatever we give our kids to spiritually eat or ingest during those times will have a very critical impact on their spiritual journey. So what it means is that parents, if we allow our children to repeatedly feed their flesh during that flavor window, it's probably going to increase their desire for things of the flesh when they get older, right? So if this is the truth and we, we, we know it is the truth, then we have to be brave enough to say no to the things that we know are going to have a negative impact possibly on our kids in the future. We have to be able to say no to certain movies, TV shows, music, activities, even relationships and friendships if we know that these things will create a taste for the world. The research has been done. So now it's deeper than um, how will this show or this song or this movie make my child feel it's thinking about how does this song or this movie or this TV show, how is it shaping my child's character and how is it shaping my child's worldview? And, you know, some people may say, you know, Raquel, you're taking this thing too seriously, but I do take it seriously because I know that there's certain things you can't unsee. You can't see any unsee anything. So if I allow my young, um, vulnerable children to view or to consume certain information, it's going to have some sort of impact on how they see the world going forward. So Christian parents, we are called to a higher level of parenting and we need to embrace the seriousness of that call. We need to be more aware of the information that our children are consuming, whether it be through books, movies, relationships, conversations, now, I'm not saying that we should try to control everything and, and raise our kids in some sort of bubble and not allow them to experience or see anything. What I am suggesting is that we need to be more aware so that our kids are exposed to things at an age where they are mature enough and able enough to digest that information, right? Sometimes I think as parents, we are the ones that are guilty of giving our kids those first exposures. And then we wonder why they hunger for those things when they get older. And we're like, I don't know what happened. I don't know why my child is doing this. And if you trace it back, a lot of the times we are the ones that were guilty of opening that door. So we not only need to be diligent, especially when our kids are younger with monitoring, 
But as our kids mature and grow, we need to become diligent with teaching them how to starve their flesh and how to feed their spirit. Because if we don't teach them and model that, how will they ever learn? So in our home, we use a a resource called commonsensemedia.org. And it's a place where parents can go and you can search movie titles, book titles, TV show titles. And what it does is it informs parents about the content of those things. And it, it splits up or it divides the information that they give you into different categories. So it will tell you how much violence is in a TV show. It will tell you how much sexual content is in a TV show, how much language um, is in or inappropriate language, how many positive role models are in. Like it, it rates each of those categories out of five and then it gives you examples. And it's very, very, very um, explicit as to what it tells you. So if they're swearing, it tells you um, what those swear words are. If there's sexual content, it tells you what that content is. And the goal of these resources is not for you to like be like the, the TV or the movie police, but it is to raise your awareness as to what your child is consuming so you can decide if it's appropriate. But the power of the tool comes where our kids now are, are in our family, where they are able to know that, okay, if you're watching something new, because let's face it, my, my, me and their dad can't watch every show, every episode, every season, read every book, every volume, every chapter. So at some point, we have to give some of this responsibility over to our daughters, but we cannot do that um, ignorantly. We have to give them something to help them learn what responsible choices look like. So for us, it's this website. So now we can say to them, did you check that out on Common Sense Media? And they'll go, yeah, we did. And what did you find? And we'll have a conversation about that. And my my eldest daughter is getting older. So she is um, more mature. So some content with conversation um, led by her father and myself, we allow her to watch. And that is a parenting choice that we made. But the bigger point here, um, listeners, the bigger thing to take away is we are no longer um, controlling all of the content our girls consume. We are giving them a resource that will help them learn to make those choices. If I never give my girls an opportunity to be responsible, how will they ever learn to be responsible? They will constantly be coming to me, mommy, can I watch this? Daddy, can I watch this? Mommy, is this okay? Daddy, is this okay? That is not raising a mature, responsible, spirit-filled God-led child. You want to be able to give them tools to help them be successful. We need to teach them while we're giving them these resources to help them, but that needs to be layered with prayer, meditation, and worship, these spiritual disciplines that help to sharpen our discernment and sharpen our spirit so that our spirit is more um, open and able to help them discern right? The last thing you want is a teenager that doesn't have any discernment because you're physically not there with them, right? But if we do a good job of building and sharpening that spiritual skill of discernment, it's going to help them along the way, right? We need to, to open God's word and teach them the difference between the fruits of the spirit and the lust of the flesh. So you're not just saying you can't watch that. Oh no, you can't listen to that. Oh no, you can't go there. When, when, when we do that, we are removing from them 
the responsibility of making the choice themselves. They're not going to make it perfect every time. There are going to be some things that they think is okay for them to watch that you're going to be like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm going to veto that decision. You're not watching that. And I think that's fine. But in the, the big picture, our goal is always discipleship, right? Which means we are arming and equipping and empowering our children, our teens, our youth with the tools that they need to be responsible, godly, God-fearing adults, right? And in order for us to be successful in that, as parents, we need to be fluent in God's word so that we can apply it with wisdom and with grace and with power. So I, I, I firmly believe that even discipline cannot start with us, right? It isn't, you can't watch that show because I said so. That will only work for so long. But when we're pulling back and we're focusing on what God's word says, now we're having a conversation with our child about the choices that they're making and we're teaching them about why we're, we are supporting them and making choices a certain way because we're able to layer God's word on it because we know it. So if we don't know God's word, like where are we? We're stuck with because I said so. And what's going to happen when your child is driving, independent, doing their own thing, and you're not there, right? So the, the, the idea here is that if we are teaching our children to feed their spirit and we want them to do that, we want them to grow in grace, we want them to grow in wisdom and in stature and in the favor of God and with, and with people around them, we want all those things for them. But those things don't just come out of thin air. Those things come by concerted, intentional efforts and planning to teach our children how to be responsible. We will not always be there every single time, every single moment. But God is. The Holy Spirit is. And if we do our job to help our kids learn how to amplify the voice of the Holy Spirit, then they're on a good path. They are on a good path. And remember, it's never going to be perfect, but it's going to get to a place where we can say we've done our due diligence. It might mean bringing in other trusted adult voices that can come alongside us to help drive these messages home from another angle and another perspective. But at the end of the day, we want to raise children that are mature and responsible, that are godly, and that are spirit-led. And being spirit-led is not just something that that is just automatically birthed. It is something that is taught, nurtured, and developed.